Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burrigan campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Father, we do thank you and we do praise your name as we take this holy day to repay it. We don't understand what you saw in us, but we're thankful that you did. Holy Spirit, continue to speak. Holy Spirit, continue to speak. Lord, let your love continue to draw. Lord, let your love continue to draw. Be released even more in this place. Thank you for this worship. Thank you for those that are up at so early this morning to enable us to, to worship in this way. And Lord, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart be accepted. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now, just before you sit down, boys and girls, there are some wonderful activity sheets here, and uh, I'll be you all quickly come forward now and get them. That would be super. So yeah, boys and so yeah, boys and girls, activity sheets. They're on the two little white tables. Just so yeah, boys and girls, activity sheets. They're on the two little white tables. Just on my right, boys and girls, activity sheets. They're on the two little white tables. Just on my right and left. Okay, they're on the two little white tables. Just on my right and left. Okay, well, let me add my words of welcome. It's wonderful to have you with us, and thanks so much for joining us. Our two Easter services are based around two verses of Scripture from 1 John. So let's have a look at those right at the outset. Our services are based on 1 John chapter 2, verses at the outset. Our services are based on 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. My dear children, I know you will not sin, but if anybody does sin... We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He's the atoning for our sins, and not for ours, but uh, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. That I hear my sons, our sons, and their wives say to our grandchildren. Uh, so I know it's in America, but I wonder if you hear it. Uh, choices. The next word is and. Choices and. Hey, it's in Australia too. Good consequences. Bad choices, not so good. Well, Easter is all about choices and forming eternity-changing choices and consequences. Boys and girls, if you look at your worksheet, you'll see a picture of Jesus. Boys and girls, if you look at your worksheet, you'll see a picture of Jesus talking to some people, right? Oh, by the way, can I say up front, there's a little of Jesus talking to some people, right? Oh, by the way, can I say up front, there's a little empty space there where it says Jesus died. Oh, by the way, can I say up front, there's a little empty space there where it says Jesus died because. And don't fill it up too. There's two little blank spaces you can see in case you run out of room. But if you have a look at your activity sheets, uh, you can see in his teaching, in his parables, he spoke of choices and consequences. Over the Easter services, we're look Easter services, we're looking at Jesus Christ, the righteous one, 
And this whole sense of choices and consequences from two consequences from two perspectives. Today, hard to say, isn't it? Two perspectives. The atoning sacrifice today, and then as our advocate, our champion. Years ago, I was really surprised when I went into a church to see a media colleague. When I went into a church to see a media colleague of mine who I knew had no connection with church whatsoever. And I said to him, oh, mate, great to see you. And he said, well, I've been here a while and the roof hasn't fallen in yet. See, in behind that joke was an attitude in yet. See, in behind that joke was an attitude, was an understanding that if there was a God, he was against him. An attitude was an understanding that if there was a God, he was against him and probably waiting to smite him for daring to walk into him and probably waiting to smite him for daring to walk into a church. You know, in Jericho, just before the first Good Friday, you know, in Jericho, just before the first Good Friday, it was heaving with people, all the usual Jerichoites and every Jerichoites and everybody going up to Jerusalem for Passover, and Jesus was to go to the cross, and if you'd lined up, and Jesus was to go to the cross, and if you'd lined up all the people in Jericho that day from the people who most would expect, and if you'd lined up all the people in Jericho that day from the people who most would expect Jesus to have dinner with them here, dinner with them here, and the people who least expect it to happen over there, right down this end would have been a little sawn off fires tax collector runt called Zacchaeus. The very person, the only person Jesus came, Jesus came to dine with. See, Jesus loves to surprise the people who think he would want. So if you've come reluctantly this morning, we're so glad you're here because he might just want to surprise you. He is the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Boys and girls, on your activity sheet, you'll see a Roman soldier. Well, Romans were despised. They, were, they had conquered Israel. They were taxing it. They were cruel and they were despised. They were cruel and they were despised. But it was a centurion in charge of a hundred soldiers who said... Surely this is the son in charge of a hundred soldiers who said, surely this is the son of God. And Jesus in Matthew 8 talks about another centurion. And Jesus in Matthew 8 talks about another centurion. He says, I've never come across this kind of simple faith, simple, never come across this kind of simple faith, simple trust in the people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works and will sit down at God's kingdom banquet. But those who grew up in the faith but had no faith themselves will be happened. Outsiders sitting down at the banquet. Well, that happens because outsiders know they're hungry and they know their own efforts aren't working. They were drawn to Jesus in huge numbers. In fact, a young girl reading Brennan Manning and said, Jesus has got this real thing for ragamuffins. And that gave him the title of his wonderful book, The Ragamuffin Gospel. See, Jesus said, when I'm lifted up on the cross, I will draw all people, all people to myself. Now, that, of course, includes the religious people who get very upset at the people Jesus calls to himself. Upset at the people Jesus calls to himself. They weren't happy about Zacchaeus, for example. The people who grew up in the faith but had no faith, placent, they're just always, they're always going to church, but they never somehow come to Jesus. And some of them are exhausted. They're too busy working their tails off trying to keep all the rules 
and not seeing that that pushes Jesus away just as effectively. See, working their tails off trying to keep all the rules and not seeing that that pushes Jesus away just as effectively as being and not seeing that that pushes Jesus away just as effectively as being complacent. In the great divorce, C.S. Lewis, a man coming up to the outskirts of heaven, hoping to get in, and he he discovers a convicted criminal who's already in there. If I got my rights, same as you, see, and the convicted criminal says, "Oh, it's not as bad as that. I didn't get my rights. If I got my rights, the criminal says." Oh, it's not as bad as that. I didn't get my rights. If I got my rights, I wouldn't be here. And you won't get yours either. You'll get I wouldn't be here. And you won't get yours either. You'll get something far better. Everything is here for the asking, but nothing is here for the asking, but nothing can be bought. Everything for the asking. We just sang amazing... Think of heaven has a national anthem. That's it. Amazing grace. Wherever you are today, because we're all... Jesus was crucified with two thieves. They were in eternally different places. But whatever place you're in, I want to... But whatever place you're in, I want to promise you, I'll do everything I can to ensure this morning is just about you and Jesus. You and the Holy Spirit. Everything I can to ensure this morning is just about you and Jesus. You and the Holy Spirit. So just relax and listen. Holy Spirit. So just relax and listen. See, he knows all about that multimedia production that's running, running in your head all the time, with new episodes dropping all the time. He knows all about it. When the sleep won't come and you stare at the ceiling, or you're just sitting in a quiet moment, or sometimes it forces its way even when you're at your busiest. He knows about the raw spots in you. He knows how exhausted we become trying to maintain what everybody else what we want everybody else to think of us. Jesus is offering genuine righteousness and righteousness, his righteousness. So just listen. And you might hear him say, you know what? The Lord might say to you, heaven's not full of good people. Heaven's full of people who have no right to be there at all. People. Heaven's full of people who have no right to be there at all. They are only there because at all. They are only there because they said yes to my invitation. They're there because because they said yes to my invitation. They're there because I am their atoning sacrifice. And I yes to my invitation. They're there because I am their atoning sacrifice. And I am their champion. They're there because I am their atoning sacrifice. And I am their champion. I'm yours too. Owning sacrifice. And I am their champion. I'm yours too. You may feel absolutely pounded today. In fact, as Gary hinted earlier, you might feel graveyard dead. Well, just before Good Friday, there was a man, a dead man, in Bethany who heard Lazarus. There's nowhere you don't hear his voice. If you listen. See, not long after that, I heard what she thought was the gardener say, Mary. And boys and girls, if you look on your worksheet, Mary's there. A young man who grew up around the faith, grew up in the faith, but walked away. In a night, heard a voice say to him, you were made for more than this. 
You were made for more than this. A young woman, I knitted you. I knitted you together in your mother's womb. I call you by your name. I call you by your name. You're mine. Boys and girls, that's why you have Jesus loves me. Boys and girls, that's why you have Jesus loves me on your worksheet. I want you to make that word me your worksheet. I want you to make that word me somehow pretty significant if you colour it in. Jesus knows your name. He knows all about you and he loves you deeply. Boys and girls of all ages in this room. Boys and girls, you can listen too as you're doing your worksheets. You'll possibly hear him better than we grown-ups do. Already, absolutely, in the presence of God. What's absent is awareness. I pray sacrifice. Now, that's an interesting word, atoning. It actually is one of the few words, theological words, to derive from Anglos. I haven't put it like that on the screen because I wanted to make it obvious to you that it, is, it really is at one meant. But they combine these two words, Paul, are at one. They can be at one. That's what the cross is about. That's what Good Friday is about. Be reconciled to God. So boys and girls, in your worksheets, why did Jesus die? To make us God's children. To make us God's children. All you have to say is yes. Well, sorry and yes. All you have to say is yes. Well, sorry and yes. To make us God's children. John put God's children. John put it this way, what an incredible quality of great love the Father has lavished on us that we should what an incredible quality of great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called his children and that is what we love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called his children and that is what we are. That is what we are. That we should be called his children and that is what we are. That is what we are. See, this deals with the problem of child abuse. How could a father ever do that to his son? Atonement wasn't dragged out of a father by a loving son. Atonement is incredibly great love from the father. It's in one of the best known verses, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shouldn't perish. Boys and girls, why did Jesus die? So we could have eternal life. He is himself said, when I'm lifted, I didn't come to be served. Sorry about that. Jesus himself said, I didn't come to be served. No outsiders to him. He's not only an atoning sacrifice, he's our atoning sacrifice. Atoning sacrifice. That's our theme today. Sacrifice. He said, I came to give my life as a ransom. Give my life as a ransom. That, that's paying a price. You're kidnapped, someone pays the ransom, they let you go. It's there's, a, there's a little phrase in Hebrews chapter 9, it says, without the shedding of blood, there is no, the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. How do you react to that? I know how I, I mean, I the theological reaction, make you all think that I'm a wonderful holy person. Sadly, my wife is sitting in the room, so that, that's not going to fly. When I hear, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness, I think, why? Why? And then I saw that movie, The Passion of the... So I'm not going to be graphic. 
but that graphic depiction of the horrific suffering of Jesus on the cross and before. Jesus on the cross and before. And why became, why? God, why couldn't you just be merciful? I tell David in news broadcasts. How often is there someone, sometimes tears streaming down their face, I found out, I say, the justice system let me down. I was doing some research on justice, some research on justice, and I found out, I think, is a really telling quote. This particular person said, I'm working on being a survivor. This particular person said, I'm working on being a survivor of abuse, but I will always be a victim of abuse, but I will always be a victim of a justice system that failed me, of a justice system that failed me. See, God is rich in mercy, but he's also utterly... See, God is rich in mercy, but he's also utterly just. Mercy flows from the rich in mercy, but he's also utterly just. Mercy flows from the atoning sacrifice, but also... Mercy flows from the atoning sacrifice, but also justice flows down like a mighty river from the atoning sacrifice, but also justice flows down like a mighty river, the way Amos saw it. The way Amos saw it. How can that work? Mercy and justice? Well, because Jesus gave his life as a ransom. So when John the Baptist sees Jesus coming towards him, he says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, I know some of you are a bit twitchy by now already because in our postmodern culture, sin is a taboo word. You just don't use it, do you? If I used it on air with one of my radio listeners in my nightline days, if I said, G'day, g'day mate, how are you doing? Geez, you're a was, you're a sinner, brackets, and I'm not. And that's not what it means at all. I am, by the way. That's not what it means at all. You see, maybe it'll, something that helps us get hold of what the little letter in the middle of the word, S-I-N, I. In scripture, sin is about who's running the show. It's right here in River City. Let me suggest two reasons why for centuries animals were sacrificed. I think firstly, it hammers home Graphically, sin is destructive. It's destructive. Because of human selfishness, the innocent suffer. Innocent suffer. God said to Adam and Eve, it's all yours, and I am yours. Only four would run the show. And not long after, Cain murdered his brother Abel. Secondly, God cares when ring justice. He says, vengeance is mine. He talks about terrible things that happen to people who, call, who harm one of these gorgeous little ones. But because he's God, when we walk away from the day of judgment, no one will say that was not just. But no one will say that was not totally loving. And thirdly, God wanted to demonstrate could be taken by someone else as long as they were innocent. It could be somehow placed on someone else and in were innocent it could be somehow placed on someone else an innocent party they did it by symbolically placing how placed 
on someone else, an innocent party. They did it by symbolically placing it on the head of an animal. Someone else, an innocent party. They did it by symbolically placing it on the head of an animal. Throughout his, they did it by symbolically placing it on the head of an animal. Throughout his earthly life, Jesus was on the head of an animal. Throughout his earthly life, Jesus was utterly insistent that his death was not like any other human death. So don't dismiss him as a great teacher. He was adamant again and again, I am giving my life. In fact, in John 10, not long before the cross, he said, no, my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up again. And this command I receive from my father of the high priest's ear. Jesus says to him, Simon, put your sword away. Don't you realize I could call right now to my father and 12 battle ready. Never do the gospels see Jesus as the helpless victim of a powerful sand. Last breath that Gary read to us about, until Jesus cried out with a loud voice. I've sat with people as they pass. People as they pass. They don't pass with a loud voice. Jesus cried out with a loud voice, it is finished. Jesus cried out with a loud voice, it is finished. Not I am finished, my work finished. To that last breath, he could have come off the cross and gone back to heaven and thought, you're not worth it. I'll go home to the Father. And because he said, finished, And because he said, finished, he's fully dealt with our sin. Because he said, finished, he's fully dealt with our sin. Fully dealt with it. He's fulfilled, dealt with our sin. Fully dealt with it. He's fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy from centuries before. We're all like sheep. We go astray each to our own way. S-I-N. We each go our own way. But the Lord laid on him the iniquity of passion. Well, he's retired now, but very compassionate man. And he's a, he was a very experienced trial lawyer. Happened to be, he finished and uh, he didn't have representation and the, um, the, the duty lawyer couldn't fit him in. So my friend said, look, I'll do it for you. Uh, it's before my client here, is, this is a, a bit of a shock and it's not happened before. And, and the magistrate said, let's just check the, uh, to the prosecutor, could you just pay for And it rolled across the desk, onto the floor, and halfway across the courtroom floor. Of all the times this guy had been in court. What I mean is, all the things, everything you've said, everything you've thought, everything that burdens you, everything you've thought, everything that burdens you, all that goes on in that non-stop play inside you, everything that burdens you, All that goes on in that non-stop play inside your head is listed on a piece of paper. All that goes on in that non-stop play inside your head is listed on a piece of paper. And that paper rolls out as far as you can. Stop play inside your head is listed on a piece of paper. And that paper rolls out as far as you can see. On a piece of paper. And that paper rolls out as far as you can see. All right, if you have that thought in your, in your mind, let me read you Colossians 2. All your sins, forgiven. Your slate, wiped clean. That old, cancelled. 
Jesus stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority and marched them naked through the things that humiliate you. The truth is, sorry, the truth that sets you free is, sorry, the truth that sets you free is that warrant against you was nailed to the cross. He paid the price in, price in full. The power enslaving you is completely defeated. Boys and girls, in that why did defeated? Boys and girls, in that why did Jesus die? To forgive us for what we've done. To forgive us for what we've done. And to heal us for what others have done to us. To forgive us and to heal us. And you know the best part of all? He did not put a band-aid on. Didn't put a band-aid on like mum and dad do sometimes. When you hurt yourself, mum or dad slap a band-aid on and they do that because they want to keep infection out and sometimes the band-aid or they'll put on some antiseptic to help healing. But the reason it works is that your God gave your body this amazing immune system and as long as we keep the bad stuff out, it will get better. Your body can recover, but that doesn't work for our heart. Boys and girls, how often have you said, I will never do that again? Never. Boys and girls of all ages, <laughs> how often have you said, never again? So how's it working for you? How's that going? <laughs> I thought I'd give you a little pause there just to consider that. You see... King David was a man after God's own heart. He was a magnificent, so much, many of the Psalms we have he wrote, killed Goliath, great in battle, but he made some really bad choices and he tried a band-aid cover-up. And God sent a prophet to show him the consequences and David prays, create in me a clean heart, God. See, David is saying, I don't need a band-aid, I need a new creation. Good Friday, the atoning sacrifice is no band-aid. It's a brand new creation. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. All the old things pass away. Everything becomes new and all this comes from God. And Ken Hansen from the C.S. Lewis Institute points out that God just spoke the universe into being. He spoke, it became light be, boom. But our new creation from death to life, had to go right through the cross. It took the very life of the Creator Himself to give us this new life. On the screen you can see there's abundant life, open tomb, but you've got to go through the cross. You can't have resurrection until you have death. But you do have resurrection, boys and girls, that's why we're going to have chocolate eggs on Sunday. Woo! <laughs> Because there is resurrection. But first, there is a cross. Paul says this to the, Corinthians, to the Colossians, when Jesus died, you died. And your life is now hidden with him in God. How's that work? How did I die when Jesus died? Well, he says it this way to the Galatians. My ego is no longer central. It's no longer important that I seem righteous to you or have your good opinion of me. And I'm no longer driven to work endlessly trying to impress God. Christ lives in me. 
See, me being in charge got me into this mess. So I need new management. And thank God, because of Good Friday, I am under new management. You probably know this version better. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I am not on the throne. I put to death that, all that stuff, all the striving, all the complacency. I, there is healing for what has been done to me. There is forgiveness for what I have done as I let Christ rule, as I let him rule. And actually, Brian Hughes points out, when we're co-crucified with Christ, power comes from the cross, real power from outside ourselves that actually works to bring transformation to our lives. All we have to do is what he did. We say yes to him as he said yes to the Father. That's all you have to do this morning. Yes to him. If you've been listening and you're hearing his voice, and it's not by trying harder. Oh, I really must. No, that's... <laughs> Lord, I surrender. I won't get to mourning without stuffing up. I surrender, I let the power of your love come into me. Responding to your love because Good Friday tells me you first loved me. That video we showed, I'm going to show it to you again in a moment. It speaks of transformation. It speaks of healing. It speaks of change. But before you watch it one more time, and I give you some time just to be with God before we go to communion... I think he wants you to understand three things. Who you are, who you can be, and how. Who you are, who you can be, and how. See, I said earlier I'm a sinner, but I'm not just a sinner. I am a deeply loved sinner. Deeply loved. And he wants to make me truly righteous, his adopted brother. God's adopted child. You're a deeply loved sinner. He wants to make you a truly righteous adopted son or daughter, daughter or son. But not as you strive, because love will take you where love will take you, where resolve will never carry. He has removed every barrier except our free will. The gap is bridged. Will you say yes? Spend some time with him. You know, those of you who are at the older end of the age in the room today will possibly remember a hymn from when you were very small. Tell me the old, old story of Jesus and his love. And it said, tell me the story often, for I forget so soon. Jesus knew we would. So before he went to the cross, he said... Here's my body, broken for you. Heal your brokenness. Do this so you won't forget. Remember. And he took the blood and said, I'm about to give my life. Here's my will. You become my sisters and brothers, my father's children, eternally. Your sins forgiven. The power that cripples you, broken. This is the new covenant.
Can I take some moments now? And uh, if, if you're trying to work out this whole faith business, then don't worry about taking communion. That's not for you at this stage. But sometimes people take communion saying, you know, I've been around church all my life, but I've never really trusted Jesus given in my life. I'm still running things. Great way to change that is taking communion. Boys and girls, we uh, allow you to take it if mum and it's up to mums and dads. So parents, what you do with your children, we are very happy to support your choices in that. But in a time now of quiet with Jesus, knowing he gave his body and his blood for you, and you can be free. And if you're very new to this, here's a great little prayer from Alpha I think is really helpful. It's just saying, I'm sorry. I have wounded others. I have been wounded myself. But for my part in this, Lord, I acknowledge it. I can't do it myself. I'm hungry and I can't feed myself. I'm sorry. Please, sorry, please, please forgive me. And then thank you. Young woman came to faith in New Zealand. She had never been in a church service. She'd been in one gospel concert and she was listening to a gospel CD and she found herself on her knees saying, thank you, thank you. He'd like to have communion with you now. Take the elements in your own time. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.